Yes amigos, how's it going? Hope everybody is doing well. I can't believe that we're at the end of January. Where has January gone? It has literally gone in a flash. This is episode 27. I'm recording this episode again on a Sunday. I've just got into a routine of doing them on Sundays. I just think, I don't know, Sundays is when I feel probably like the most relaxed, calm. Usually Saturday night, I'm absolutely pollocked for want of a better expression. Um, and then I just sleep really, really well, and then I wake up and I just, I have my best ideas. I think I'm probably most relaxed on a Sunday. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's how I fall into the routine of doing the podcast. And in today's episode, the, the, the title of the episode is the 10 of the worst pieces of fitness advice I've followed slash been given in my time. I've been in the fitness industry for, for years now. Like I've had my own business for 12 years. I've been a coach for 15 years and I've been training for, you know, give or take, best part of 20 years basically so there's a lot of different things that I've tried that have been successful but to be honest with you I've failed more than I've succeeded and the only reason that I'm in the position that I am today is because of the failures the setbacks the lessons and then how I've actually learned so I've, I've made so many mistakes and this is one thing that I always keen to point out I believe that we're all out there trying to do the best that we can with what we know. So if you're doing any of these things, don't take offense. It's literally, I, I've been there myself and that's why I'm actually sharing. I'm being open, honest, vulnerable. Well, hopefully I have a bit of a laugh. And hopefully as well by me pointing out the 10 pieces of crap fitness advice that I've followed or been given over the years, there's also going to be a lot of lessons in there as well. Like the, the goal of today is to uncover some of like kind of the myths but then also to share some gold some knowledge some wisdom so I'm very very confident that if you listen to this episode there's going to be so much that you can take away for your own fitness journey especially if you're a guy you know that wants to build muscle get in great shape um, and obviously can relate to the content that I share on Instagram and on the previous podcast episodes so without further ado let's delve into today's episode the 10 worst pieces of fitness advice that I've either followed or been given so the first thing is, you might have heard this before, carbs make you fat. For years and years and years, I honestly believe that if you had carbs, it would make you fat. So I had this really negative relationship with carbs, thinking that bread, pasta, rice, cake, sweets, chocolate, if I had them, they would just automatically turn into fat. And I know this sounds absolutely absurd, but I honestly believe that carbs make you fat. And actually, nothing could be further from the truth. Like If you consume too many calories... Calories is what's going to determine whether you gain fat or not. But actually, carbohydrates are a huge part of every single guy's transformation, especially if you want to have energy. Carbohydrates are the fuel that you need to be able to train hard. They're also responsible for having good muscle pumps. Now, it's not to say that having a little bit less carbs on the days that you rest isn't going to help because that's to do with what's called insulin sensitivity, which I'm not going to go into because that's a bit more of a specific topic. But basically, we need carbohydrates around kind of our workouts or the days that we train. We also need carbohydrates to be able to recover. And trust me, guys, like the only thing that's going to make you fat is having too many calories. So the first myth was carbs make you fat. No, they don't. Too many calories make you fat. The second myth is like you need a protein shake straight after your workout. I remember literally having like a full-on panic anxiety attack because I was at the gym this was back in the uni days and I did a workout and I realized I forgot my shake I remember my mates just like hovering about after the workout just chatting I remember just like feeling really anxious thinking shit I've got 30 minutes to get my protein in otherwise all my gains are going to be lost and it sounds funny now but I see a lot of guys thinking oh my god I need to have a shake straight after a workout otherwise I'm going to lose all my gains I don't get me wrong like it's important to have 
ideally have a bit of protein before you train, like a couple of hours before. And it's important to have some protein probably within about a two hour window of training. But if you don't have your shake straight away, if you can't eat a meal, or also some guys that I coach, they're not hungry after a workout. Um, that actually takes them a couple of hours to get their appetite back. So yeah, having a shake straight after your workout is not key, guys. The third thing is, all guys with great physique take steroids. I remember, again, like when I was at university, I used to go to like certain like body expo shows and there were so many people that were like, yeah, that guy's on steroids or, you know, every single guy that you see in a fitness magazine takes steroids. And you know what? There are a lot of guys out there that do take steroids. I don't know if the stats have changed, but apparently there's 1 million people in the UK take steroids for like physical results. So I don't know what the population is at the minute, but I'm sure it's like 60 or 65 million there or thereabouts. And when you think like one in 60 or 65 guys is actually taking steroids to look better, that's quite an alarming number. So steroid consumption is high. And when you look at like the big bodybuilders and a lot of the guys with like very, very, you know, outrageous physiques, yeah, they do take anabolic steroids. But there are also a lot of guys who are natural that have fantastic physiques, the guys that are on like men's health. And again, you can tell people that are taking steroids, but there's also a lot where it's harder to tell. But I remember thinking that like, if I was to look like the people I wanted to look like, I would have to take steroids and nothing could be further from the truth. And a lot of the people that say that is they're just sharing their own beliefs they don't believe that it's possible therefore they've created a story in the head that the only way to look good is to take an artificial substance so yeah that was something that i believed for a while i even toyed with the idea full transparency of taking steroids but me just kind of being more of a naturally fearful guy i always thought worst case scenario what if it doesn't work well for me i'd seen a couple of friends do it and then once they stopped taking it they ended up with like basically man boobs you know just because yeah, the, the body changes because of like the testosterone or whatever it is they're taking. I don't fully understand it. But I remember having, you know, seeing some bad experiences um, with guys that I either went on night out, nights out with or even some of my close friends that would take them and they just got themselves into a bit of a mess. So I, I just think I was so fearful that I just decided not to do it. And I'm so glad that I didn't because I had no clue what I was doing with training, let alone taking something that was going to change my hormonal chemistry. So in terms of that, guys, you can build a great physique. You know, the physique that I've got is completely natural. All the guys that I coach are completely natural. And again, with the right plan of action, the right commitment, the right training, the right nutrition, the right rest and recovery, you can build a world-class physique. The fourth thing that I used to believe, you need two grams of protein per pound of body weight to build muscle. I honestly thought you needed like, you know, 250, 300 grams of protein a day to build muscle. So I would like force myself to eat chicken and I'd have like two or three shakes a day. And the trouble was I was eating so much protein that I was also going to the bathroom a lot without kind of going into too much detail. And there's only so much protein your body can handle. And unless you're like a bodybuilder that's training two or three hours a day, it's your full-time career, you know, you're getting paid to do it, all that kind of stuff. You do not need two grams of protein per pound of body weight. I know for me personally, as long as I hit really 130, 150 grams of protein a day, I'm going to recover pretty well. I'm going to build muscle. Of course, like if I can have maybe 150 to 175, I'm going to be in a better place. But you don't need as much protein as what you think, unless you are, like I said, an athlete or a bodybuilder. But most people that are listening to this, busy guys, working hard, career focused, you want to be in great shape. But fitness is going to be a part of your life, but it's not your entire life. And trust me, like if you can hit, so even say 130, 150 grams of protein a day, that is going to be enough for you to recover, to be able to build muscle. 
The fifth thing, if you don't ache after a workout, you're not working hard enough. I used to believe that I had to go into the gym and drive myself to the absolute limit. Like if I wasn't feeling like I was going to throw up or if after a leg day, I, you know, could walk down the stairs, then it meant that I wasn't training hard enough. So I used to push myself to the limit thinking that the harder I trained, the better results I would get. But what we're going to look at, guys, is like, you're only as good as your body's ability to recover. And doing like these crazy workouts where you're doing 20 to 30 sets or you're in the gym for hours, your body's not going to be able to recover from that. So I used to like push myself so, so hard, but then I would find that after a week or so, I'd just burn out. My body just couldn't hack it. Um, I would get like bloating issues because remember guys, like the harder you train, the more stressful it is. And most of us guys, me included, I don't have that much time to recover. You know, I, I pretty much get up at say half five, six o'clock every single morning. I train at the minute five times per week. My work is extremely busy, like Monday through to Friday. And then anybody with kids knows who, especially kids under the age of like six, they know like you don't get any rest at the weekend. So if I was training like that now, I, I just couldn't handle it. And I would burn out and then it ends up me binge eating, eating crap, my work suffers, I'm grumpy with the kids. You've got to be smart with how you train. And actually, if you're not aching, it doesn't mean that you're not working hard enough. It actually could also just mean that you're recovering really well. I'll be honest, like I don't tend to ache that much after my workouts. Does that mean I'm not training hard? No, it means that my sleep is good. It means that my protein is good. It means that my recovery is good. It means that I'm balancing my life well. So I actually don't think that muscle soreness is just because you're not getting muscle soreness that you're not training hard enough. On the flip side, if you are getting muscle soreness, then yeah, you are potentially stimulating muscle growth. It's not a bad thing to have soreness. But yeah, if you're sore all the time, and especially... Let's say you start a new training program, right? The first one or two weeks, there's a likelihood that you're going to be sore because it's a new change. But if you're sore from that same workout in eight to 12 weeks time, there's a chance that it's just too much for you. So it's this kind of like fine line. A bit of muscle soreness is good, but not too much soreness. So uh, yeah, um, hope that makes sense. The sick thing is you can burn fat off your stomach by doing ab work. I remember there was a time where I was trying to do, you know, anything from 100 to 500 sit-ups every single day. The only thing that happened, did my lower back in and nothing changed other than my abs were aching all the time and I did my lower back in. You cannot pick a certain muscle group and burn fat off that area. Just because you decide you want your stomach to be leaner, you cannot spot reduce fat from that stomach. What's going to determine whether you drop body fat is your calories. Food is what's going to determine whether you lose weight, maintain weight or gain weight. So the only way you're going to drop body fat is to create a calorie deficit and your body will naturally just drop body fat from certain areas. So for, for a lot of guys, you'll start to notice that your arms get leaner, your chest gets leaner before your stomach gets leaner. Then once your stomach is lean, then you'll start to notice that your legs get leaner. So yeah, there's different levels of body fat depending on certain what areas they are. For a lot of guys, they tend to store it around the gut. So therefore the gut can just take a little bit longer. But what's going to determine whether you drop body fat is the calories, not the training that you do. It's the calories that you do. So yeah, doing abs, doing loads of sit-ups and stuff like that. I'm not against doing abs. You know, I do abs, you know, probably do one or two exercises for my abs each week. And then during the summer, when I just want to bring them out, I might step up to like three to five exercises and train them a bit more frequently. But I probably do about two to three sets on my abs and only one to two exercises for my abs throughout the whole year. And I still have a six pack. And it's because I'm doing compound lifts. It's because I'm managing my calories. So yeah. Don't think you can spot reduce certain areas. It's just not going to happen. The seventh thing is you can turn muscle into fat or if you stop training, 
your muscle will turn to fat. Listen guys, muscle and fat are completely separate things. Just because you've got, say, let's say you've got a lot of body fat and you think lifting weights is going to turn that into muscle, it's not going to do that whatsoever because muscle and fat are the same. And also like, if you're quite a big guy and you think, shit, if I stop training now, it's going to turn to fat, then that, that's not what I want. And you see a lot of bodybuilders, right? We've all seen bodybuilders that back in the day were absolutely massive and jacked and then you see them 10 years later and they can't walk, you know, they're out of breath and they just gain lots of fat. What simply happened there is they've stopped taking the juice, you know, the steroids that they're taking. They've not been training the same that they used to, but their food consumption has been really high. So just like anybody that eats too much food and doesn't train, you're going to get out of shape. And then the eighth thing is like supplements, like the importance of supplements. Supplements are the key to success. I remember when I started out my fitness journey and I would buy like men's health and like muscle and fitness and I would look at the protein powders, the fat burners, the pre-workouts, take this, you know, for better gains, better muscle pump. And I focus so much of my attention on like what things that I need to take, obviously natural things that were going to get me in great shape. And I thought, right, I'll buy a fat burner. I remember spending 30 to 50 quid on these fat burners, like grenade fat burners, I think they were, or something similar, thinking that that was going to get me a ripped stomach, not knowing that actually I would have been better spending 30 to 50 quid on good quality food. The amount of pre-workouts that I've spent money on over the years and all these like amino acid supplements, like don't get me wrong, guys, supplements can help. You know, caffeine can help. Pre-workout can potentially help give you a little bit of a boost. Protein powder is good for convenience and just it's fast to absorb into your body because it's a liquid. Protein bars can help. Don't get me wrong, supplements can help, but they they literally make up probably like three to five percent of your progress. And really, what's going to get your results is how you train, the way you train, how you eat, the quality of food that you have, and managing your calories and your protein. The two most well, the three most important things when it comes to food is calories protein and quality of food. They're going to be the most important things. And then alongside your training and your food, it's your sleep, it's your rest and your recovery. That should be what you're focusing on. 97% of it should be your training, your nutrition, your rest and your recovery, how you manage stress. And the 3%, the supplements that are going to give you a little bit of an edge. But all the guys that you see that are in great shape, the supplements aren't what makes them in great shape. It's who they are as a person, how they train, how they eat, how they recover, and what they do on a day-to-day basis. So they are the 10 myths. Just to quickly recap, recap, carbs make you fat. No, they really don't. Carbs do not make you fat. Too many calories make you fat. You need a protein shake straight after your workout. No, you don't. As long as you're kind of eating two to three hours after your workout, that's cool. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a protein shake. It could just be some chicken or some fish or something high in protein. All guys with great physiques take steroids. No, they don't. A lot of guys that you see have incredible physiques just through hard work and the right plan. The fourth thing, you need two grams of protein per pound of body weight. No, you don't. Most guys, 130 to 150 grams a day is plenty. Fifth thing, if you don't ache after workout, you're not working hard enough. No, it can also just be a sign that you're recovering really well. Six, you can burn fat off your stomach if you do ab work. No, you cannot burn fat from any particular area. Your body will just naturally take body fat over time. And the only way that you're going to do that is through your nutrition and through creating a calorie deficit. Seven, you can either turn muscle into fat or if you've got a lot of muscle and you stop training, it'll turn to fat. No, it won't. What's going to determine whether you gain fat or not? Again, it is calories, how you train, etc. And the eighth thing is supplements are the key to your success. No, they're not. Supplements probably make up 3% at best. What you want to focus on to get world-class results is good quality training, good quality nutrition, calories, protein, good quality food, 
rest, recovery, stress management, and then the supplements should be the fourth thing on the priority list. So hope you found that helpful, guys. Like I said, all these things, these are things that I've done myself. I have made lots of mistakes over the years. And what I'm doing on this episode is helping you prevent the same mistakes as me. So hope that was helpful, guys. As always, like if you've got any questions, if there's a topic that you'd like me to cover, please drop me a message. I'm always looking to connect with like-minded people, like-minded people who are on a mission to become the best version of themselves, mentally, physically, emotionally. You want to be in good shape. You want to do good things with your career. You want to be a good family guy. You want to have good quality relationships and you're not willing to settle for average. You're the type of people that I want to connect with. And I know that if you listen to this podcast, if you spent the last you know 15 to 20 minutes listening to this episode, it shows to me that you are one of those guys. So if there's any questions that you've got or any topics you want me to cover, drop me a message. You can either contact me on Instagram. So just type in LEP Fitness or my name, Nick Screeton. Or if you want to send me an email, contact me at nick at lepfitness.co.uk. So hope that was useful, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.